Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Druitt. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, what's going on as far as they tell me you can't smoke any longer, is that right? Well, hey, what's that story? I mean, there the boys are out the back just having a quick durry in their suvi clothes. No Australian symbols on them at all, like a Cricket Australia symbol. I can't see anything wrong with that, Rick. Well, I can't either. The one thing that does surprise me a little bit in this age of uh, fanatical fitness regimes is I am a little bit surprised that two Australian Ashes winning cricketers, Sean Marsh and uh, Jackson Bird, uh, obviously at least have a, sm a social smoke. Now, that aside, they're entitled to do that because I didn't realise, or at least I thought, that smoking was still legal in this country, Phil. I reckon with that no, that's right, Rick. Um, with that cigarette, they're probably having a beer too. Well, they probably were, and isn't I mean, it amazing the inconsistencies? You know, yeah, I mean, it's all right to have a beer, but it's not mm. all right to have a cigarette. Yeah. And surprisingly, you know, I can understand if they were at an, uh, an official Australian cricket function, say the afternoon tea party at uh, at the Prime Minister's, which both the English and Australian teams went to, with uniform appropriate gear on, um, I can understand that they're representing the Cricket Australia and that um, smoking would be seen as not acceptable, uh, particularly in terms of them acting as role models for the younger people. But when you're at a private function, nothing to do with any Cricket Australia uh, endorsement or anything else, dressed in, uh, in civvies, uh, if they choose to partake in a legal activity, um, so be it. And I mean, who's Joe Blow taking the photo? Exactly. You know, I mean, what's what right did he have to snap their photos? Well, uh, not only that, but the, I think it goes even further. I, I think it's wrong that the media have taken it on board that that is uh, a... a you know, a newsworthy item, then, and two photographs should appear in the, uh, the the daily paper. I mean, you know, at what stage does a person have a private life? Well, obviously, it's no. They, they haven't got one, being an Australian cricketer. I mean, they, and, and that's the pressure they're under. You know, they get paid this big money, but the pressure they're under, you know, to try and hide a private life, or it, it shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean... And no. the other thing, Phil, that I find quite inconsistent, you know, sure, we, we all understand and know the health risks involved in smoking, uh, leading to cancers, etc. However, it hasn't been made illegal. And the thing that I find inconsistent is that we've got... The South Australian Redbacks are a classic example. They are actually known as the West End South Australian Redbacks, and they are officially sponsored by a beer company. Now, that is an official... Now, you know, if that's not endorsing the sale of beer, and obviously you'd like to think that there's lots of young girl and boy cricketers who pay attention to the Saka Redbacks, then the inconsistency is just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I mean, it's a good few years now they took the old Benson Hedges signs down around the, the grounds. I mean, well, I... Can't see much difference with beer signs, or I mean, as I said, um, Rick, um, we we're talking before that uh, the little spinner in the Big Bash uh, from I Pakistan or or Afghanistan, where, yeah, or wherever he's from, um, he doesn't have a West End logo on him because of his religion, which is fair enough. Yes, and I think that applies to uh, Kawaja 
um, because of his religious belief. And when Australia are overseas, they're sponsored by a beer company. And he sought and was given permission not to have the logo on his shirts for that. And I respect that. Um, but uh, that's in the concept, of course, of a um, representing your country with a uniform. Mm. Now, you know, if, if, if Bertie and Marsh want to go out and have a fag, well... Um, Heaven's alive, you know. You know they say there's no smoking in the toilets. Well, that might be the only place they could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's unbelievable, isn't it? You know, I mean, the only other when we've probably said enough about it. But the other thing I find interestingly inconsistent is that that probably other than the sporting world, the next great um, role models that the young people seem to be influenced by, rightly or wrongly, are rock stars. Now, you know, we, we, we never cease to hear about how many rock stars are on drugs, using this, using that, their music's influenced by that, etc., etc. Well, you know, you know, are we going to start banning rock stars if they've had a, a, a drag of marijuana or cocaine or something, there wouldn't be one left. <laughs> I reckon you're probably pretty pretty close to the mark there, Rick. But we probably have gone on long enough about that because it probably shouldn't have made the papers as it was, as we said. Um, Rick, you've been a bit busy this week, four days of cricket, under-14s Country Cup. I have indeed, and it was, it's been a great pleasure. The uh, Sacker Under-14 Country Cup has been played in and around the Barossa this uh, week. Uh, and I was lucky enough to be chosen as one of the uh, umpires for the final, which was uh, held yesterday at Newry. Wonderful, wonderful ground for both football yeah, and love, cricket. Love the Newry ground. Beautiful pitch square, perfectly presented, beautiful grass cover. Um, and it was a really interesting final. Barossa and uh, Light um, played uh, Air Peninsula in the final. Barossa and Light went into the final uh, unbeaten. Uh, and Air Peninsula actually had lost one of their games. And what happens, of course, you go into anything unbeaten and there's not too many choices left uh, and the wheels fell off and Barossa got knocked off by Air Peninsula. Wow. Well, that's right. There you go. You know, the winning streak and then just waiting for that loss and it comes along in the grand final. It's the worst kind, isn't yes, it? Yes, it, it, and it was interesting um, the way the game went, you know, fell out because um, Air, Air Peninsula um, had only made 138. It was a 45 over game, but under 14 level, it was a reasonable score. But um, I think most people would have expected Barossa and Light, given that they hadn't lost, would, would get those runs pretty easily. And uh, to, the truth be known, they went about it the wrong way. Um, the two openers uh, batted for the first, oh, 25, 28 overs, uh, and and didn't look up until the time one of them got out, like getting out. But what they didn't do was push the score along. And so when they lost a couple of wickets, they their run rate required was up. And would you believe after the two openers went, not the the other nine, not one of them got to double figures. And so they went from seemingly a virtually invincible position to getting knocked off. Crashing out. It was. And I will admit that the Air Peninsula boys, uh, they came back from nowhere, and it, to great credit, because they they were a bit down and out when things looked, you know, bad for them, and it certainly did. And then they, uh, the, the thrill of them winning, you know, it's the fairy tale, you know, you've come mm. from behind rather than your guaranteed victors. 
and there were a large number of parents and grandparents and people there and they were so excited. I oh, bet good. Port Lincoln and Kimber and those places, they'd be rocking for the next few days, I reckon. Oh, it's good. I mm. mean, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? It is. I mean, and I mean, it is true that winning uh, beats losing, but the game was played in wonderful spirit. The kids behaved themselves beautifully, uh, and uh, it was a good week. And I saw a reasonable amount of talent. You know, it, I mean, obviously, every side has two or three mm, outstanding players, players. Yep. Um, but... Um, it looks good. There's some good kids around. Oh, that's good. And they tell me, I can't believe this, you went out last night, Phil. Where did you yeah, go? Yeah, late night. I had to get up early again to go to work this morning. But, well, I had a few wish lists I've ticked off. And the first one, Rick, was the big bash the other night, um, the first game that they, the uh, SA side had, the Strikers. And I enjoyed that. Did you? Oh, you're not a big fan of Did that. Did you see any cricket or just, just go yeah, to... That's what they call it, yeah. It's cricket, good cricket, Isn't entertaining it? cricket. And uh, anyhow, so I went to the... Uh, my other wish list was the uh, soccer. Yeah. Not a big soccer fan, but uh, as I mentioned, I've got a mate that plays, so I uh, went and saw him, enjoyed that immensely. And uh, last night was the basketball, Rick. And who did you see play? I played... Uh, the Sixers played the uh, Cairns Taipans. Oh, so, uh, a good yeah. game? Good game, 100 to 90, uh, so 10-point victory to the Sixers. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, as, I, as we're talking before, um, you know, their second-rate basketball is basically here that we get from America, but, by hang, they're still talented uh, gentlemen. You know, they're unbelievable and big. Wow, are they big. I think that's the reason that I'm a bit... Uh uh, not excited about basketball as a five foot six uh, <laughs> height impaired person. <laughs> the game wasn't designed for little blokes. I like tell that. you, one of the guys I said to my wife because I took her there and uh, she she doesn't like sport at all and she really enjoyed it. And uh, they looked like a five foot six guy out there. And I said, hang hey, he only looks short. But he would have been six foot four, six foot five. It's just the other guys are so seven big. foot. Yeah. <laughs> the but, thing that fascinates me about basketball. Uh, played at that sort of level and then again in America is, and I laugh every time I think about it, it's supposedly a non-body contact game. Oh, it wasn't last night. There's a couple dust-ups and uh, pushing and shoving. It's a bit of the old footy played in there yeah. uh, last night. and uh, But the refs are right on it. They sorted it out straight away and... And yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting. I suppose it's a bit like, you know, your experience in footy umpiring, what you let go and what you don't. But, I mean, given the size of the blokes playing and given the small size of the court, I'm amazed that what they interpret as a foul as against what they don't and let yeah. go. And I, I reckon it'd be a nightmare of a game to umpire, oh. but, uh, you know. And uh, you know what I can't get over, Rick? And you being a, a cricket umpire, and I was a footy umpire, and... The coaches and the players getting into the refs is unbelievable. They're just non-stop in their ear. I said to my wife, I said, oh, I don't know how they put up with it. They are just non-stop into them. And I couldn't believe it. Well, it's it's interesting you say that. I mean, obviously in footy you've got the, the crowds having a go at umpires and umpires never make the right decision. Cricket, they've really... Uh, They've really paid attention to that. I mean, obviously, other than, say, your big bash or your, your test matches, you don't get big crowds. But the on-field conduct and, and attitude of players towards coaches or administrators towards uh, umpires, I should have said, uh, has really been tightened up. In uh, They've rewritten the laws and um, any sort of abuse 
coming from a player or uh, administration is dealt with very seriously to the extent which, and there are some guidelines which are a little bit hard to follow, um, umpires now have the right to actually send a cricketer off the field if they believe that the abuse towards themselves, the umpires or other players, is sufficient to ah, warrant well, that. A good so rule. It is a good rule because kids tend to follow what they see. Oh, and if exactly you see blokes right. smashing rackets or yep. whatever, yep. Um, you know, and I think they should tighten up in tennis. Yeah, I mean, footy, I think when you buy a ticket at the gate, in footy, I think that gives them the, the, the right the to right that. to say whatever they like to to the umpire. I'm sure that that's part of the deal with the with the ticket in the gate. But uh, I mean, it's it's it has um, mellowed a little bit over the years. But uh, I mean, you're still going to get the the diehard supporters. They're going to give you. Oh, you are. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I can understand some of this comment being looked upon and frowned upon, uh, particularly now with mics everywhere in AFL football and cricket and so forth. But, um, you, you know, it's the old story. You can't please all the people all the time and you're never going to please all the people all the time. So you've got to run with it a bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're only 50% right with every decision you make, aren't you? Because the other team's not happy with you. So uh, Absolutely. But, uh, I mean, you get used to that, as, as you know, well known. Yeah. But, uh, so the big bash you really enjoyed? I enjoyed. Um, out of the three... Soccer and the basketball, and then the big bash. Oh, yeah. Right. Soccer and basketball, hard to pick the what I enjoyed the most. But, um, yeah, so, no, I've enjoyed it. And well, the thing, as you know, I'm not, and I think our listeners know, I'm not a great fan of the uh, short version big bash, uh, only on the grounds that, unlike what you've just said with, uh, you know, you t- it's interesting your preferences are the soccer and the basketball, the thing is that they're both played the way the game was designed to be played. Soccer is being played as soccer, basketball is being played as basketball. Whether there's dancing girls and music, it's still a game of basketball. What worries me about the Big Bash is it isn't cricket, and that's it's probably appropriate that it's not called cricket, it's called Big Bash, and it is Big Bash. But what worries me is that kids are only learning to Big Bash. And uh, I guess it's traditional cricket are in me, but... I just wonder how many years it's going to be before uh, kids don't know what a forward defensive or a back mm. defensive shot oh, is. And some of the shots in that big bash, they step across the wicket and flick it over their head. and yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable oh, what they it, can do. It, it, I don't doubt the skill of it. I, what I what worries me is whether it's going to be the death of the, of the original real form of cricket. And, you know, I mean, people say, oh, I don't want to watch cricket or I don't want... Everybody knows what the score is in a test match, whether they're there or not. Um, you know, all your programs on the ABC are cancelled for a ball-by-ball description. And cricket, the real form of the cricket, is far from dead, in my opinion. But whether we're going to have kids in 15 years' time who know what that real game is because their techniques are so ordinary because all they can see and hear and get covered is the T20. Yeah, trying to That's just the, slap the yeah, ball around. Yeah. And, you know, it's very creative and playing shots that I'd never dreamt could have been played mm. with a cricket bat. But that's not the way you play test cricket over five days. Oh, no, that's exactly right. <laughs> but what about Wednesday night? I've got a ticket. A ticket? Oh, Phil, I'd love to come, but I've, I've already 
booked to go out on Wednesday night. <laughs> I won't ask you where, so uh, <laughs> but we're probably running out of time here we, anyhow. We are we? indeed. Well, I hope uh, our listeners have enjoyed it. It's been a bit of fun talking about the issues that we've uh, covered, yeah. uh, and uh, we'll just go out the back and have a quick cigarette, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke. No, Never nor, have. nor do I. <laughs> All right, until next time, this is Rick. This is Phil.